everyone, and no, your ears do not deceive you. <laughs> we are back with another episode of Oh, oh yeah. yeah, as we are coming out of the summer. Uh, we have been so busy, which has been a good thing, but at the same time, we've missed doing this. We've missed uh, getting uh, our sermon thoughts out to you and and just uh, being here, I think, together. This is more for me and Chris than it is for our audience anyway. Exactly. It, it, it uh, really good to keep us connecting throughout the summer. It's very difficult to do just with uh, uh, not a lot of normal structure to your daily schedules and things like that. It makes it more difficult. So it's awesome to uh, be jumping back here uh, now that school started back. And yeah, I mean, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> I never know how to react to that. And so in this episode, we're going to be kind of a little bit of back and forth because we want to hit some of our memories from the summer. And, and maybe it's not deep insight to something, but it is some things that we found uh, impactful to us and maybe our faith and to other people who spoke to us during the summer, as well as the past few sermons we've had over the couple of weeks. And we might run a little bit long today, but it shouldn't be too bad. And we hope that you are being blessed in whatever areas that you are at. Yeah, so as we get started, I'll open us up with a word of prayer, and uh, we'll kind of jump into some of these things. Uh, God, we thank you for a time to be able to come back together and and just dive a little bit into your word, a little bit into what you've done throughout this summer, and, and God, what you've got uh, for us moving forward here in the future. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing in each of our lives, and and um, as, as Chris spoke about just a couple weeks ago with the whole... Uh, going back to school, it brings about um, anxiety and so many things for students and parents and teachers and administrators and school staff and kind of all over the place. Um, so we want to make sure we continue to lift up each one of those throughout this entire school year. Uh, God, that we can move forward in the way that you would have us move within our faith, within our schoolwork, within our community. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so as we get going, Chris, I want to ask you, man, what was what was one of your favorite moments from the summer? It doesn't have to be even sermon related. Uh, so, you know, what was it? What was just a good moment from the summer that went by way too quickly? Yeah. One of the one of the things I want to hit on that um, it was back in June when we took our uh, students down to Florida for a few days. Oh, yeah. I forgot about um, that. For about, I think it was three days there and then a couple of travel days there. So about five days total. Uh, just the cool part that came out of that is is having everyone break down something that they've been struggling with, something, some kind of sin or something that's been holding them back or some kind of temptation going on in their life. And we challenged each other while we were there to, um, to find scripture that goes along with that to, to be like, okay, this is a scripture I'm going to commit to memory. So that way when I'm struggling with this situation, Maybe that scripture will come to mind a little faster than it normally would. And, um, and it's been cool to talk to some of the students and, and even some of the parents and that they've seen a change within the students on doing that and holding true to some of those things we've talked about. Now that we're, you know, getting close to two months removed from that trip, uh, to see that that is still and that discussion and those scriptures are still having an impact on, on those that were a part of it. Absolutely. And it's playing well into kind of what we're starting off here as we're getting back to school. Because I find this time in August to be just as monumental as January. And for me, 
when you start back to school, that's really an important time to start other habits and disciplines in your life, especially spiritual ones, to be able to connect with your family and keep things going in a positive way because it's real easy for us as school gets started back or as different summer activities end, we, we start to separate a little bit. And it can even be from our own families at times because we have practices again or this or that or school's in. And so the time that we had during the summer is gone. Uh, so I think it's just an important time to do that. You know, it was great having my whole family home for this summer. Even though my eldest, uh, Leela, took an internship in Atlanta, mm-hmm. she wasn't home many days during the week because she was at another church uh, serving and working. It was still nice in those special nights when we all got to sit at the table, have dinner, or watch a show together, or just, you know, to hear the, to hear the, the how can I put this, uh, active conversations that they would have with one another so it was it was a a big blessing and as a parent those are quickly passing you know we say all the time that the greatest gift that you can give a kid is is your time and Mm -hmm. that is just a foundational truth in life because it passes by oh so quickly and you can't purchase more of it and once it's gone it's gone so you know to have that time even though it went by too quick and and we didn't go camping as much as we wanted, or we didn't get to go on that big family vacation during the summer. Ours is coming up in September. It was still nice to be there, and and it actually helped us look forward to next summer, mm. which is kind of ironic, because we're already like, okay, this is what we wish we could have done as a family this summer. How can we make something like that next summer happen? And and me and you are both in planning on events for that through the church to, to be able to do some things like that. So we're excited about that. Yeah, really excited. Uh, now that we're kind of gotten through, through this whole post-COVID thing and, and adjusting uh, several different things that you and I have been discussing that we're looking at for uh, the future of next year and some exciting things going on there. Um, I do want to touch briefly on you mentioning time and giving your time to your family and, and to children. And it, uh, just to say thank you to those that, that volunteered for VBS that Absolutely. week um, and gave their time for kids. And, and what's cool is uh, some of those kids now are, are here every Sunday with their families and have become a part of the church who weren't it, here before. It has been great to see that kind of reaction. And when a kid gets excited about church, it's only contagious for the parent to be yeah, a little exactly. bit excited about church. Sometimes as we get older, we we have a list of things that we want to invest our time into. And sadly, church isn't always at the top of that list. And I understand that, you know, because we're busy and we have a lot of different things going on. But to me, there's nothing better than you can invest your time into than your faith and mm. how that reflects to your family as well. So you're absolutely right about that. So speaking of the summer... You know, I was, I was thinking back about the messages I gave, and, you know, I don't remember all of them, uh, and, and that's just the reality of it. You know, when you prepare sermons almost weekly or bi-weekly and things of that nature, a lot of different things get lost in the mix. That's one reason for this podcast, but I remember one of um, my favorite um, came in uh, early June. Uh, June 12th, I believe it was, or sometime around that. I don't know what that Sunday would have been in that area, but 
it was it was called Who's the Boss? And this was a kind of a two-part sermon series I did because I think I had two Sundays back to back there where I got to to preach. So, you know, I talked about this internal struggle that we have about who's in charge of our lives. And and look, right now going back to school and getting back in the routine of uh, of that time of year. There's a lot of things that be pulling at that or pulling at us and that seem to be what's in charge. And, you know, we we fall to the, the trick of all the time of thinking that we are the ones in charge. We're adults. We have the bank accounts. We have the bills. So therefore, we are in charge when reality it's a lot of other things in life that are in charge and, and looking at how to put God in charge of our lives. And I, I didn't see this at the time. But I think I'm going on this like personal spiritual journey. And, and for those who attend uh, Faith Community Church, you will go with me because as Chris or I go through something in a spiritual mm. time, we, we, carry, we carry you along with us. But of uh, biblical literacy, you know, understanding how important the Bible is and, and, and not how important the Bible is, but how important it is to understand the Bible more in your everyday life and we have a, a bad uh, education system i think in in the church of america at least of understanding biblical literacy and how it plays a role in our lives and so i've been listening to a lot of different podcasts and reading books and uh listening to other sermons and and it seems like god keeps putting these things that are to me not related but have relatable content to mm. them and mm. so that that was a week that I kind of went out on a limb. You weren't here, so I felt like, oh, okay, I can get away with this. Chris won't hear about it too much. <laughs> and and by the time he gets back, it'll be done with, so it won't matter. But, um, you know, I always kind of label my sermons, you know, was what type of sermon is this? Is this a, you know, educational, just for information, mm-hmm. or is this an applicable? Is this going to be able to apply? Or is this a teaching? And these two were definitely, to me, teaching uh, parts of the sermon and and we specifically were going over the Lord's Prayer because I, I believe that's something that we don't typically you know uh, focus on as much as we should and we went over the standard inductive Bible study procedure and and I remember from seminary I'm sure you do too that this was something pretty early in the process you started le- learning about and and you know we just went there are many different forms many different types you can go back and re-listen to these sermons if you want it specifically but I, I think it's you know something that made an impact to me over the summer and and to many people who were at those sermons over you know how we observe the scripture that we're reading and how we interpret it because we have to be able to observe it before we interpret it. Too many of us are interpreting scripture before we ever observe it. And there's, there's a lot more to that observing scripture than just reading it once mm-hmm. or reading it out of context, one mm-hmm. scripture at a time. And then until you can interpret it, you really won't know how to apply it. And, and I'm an application person, so I just want to apply everything. And it was important for me because I, I'm reminded like, don't be so quick to apply until you've gone through this process that really allows you to uh, formulate, um, you know, how how God wants to, to do things. And so um, that led into the second week, which was actually Father's Day. Mm. And that part of the, the Lord's Prayer, let his will, not your will, be done, which is echoed nonstop. And so... 
I don't want to get into that. There's a lot of different types, uh, and I actually gave out uh, the Lord's Prayer for people to highlight mm-hmm. and to take note of and, and kind of ways to do that a little bit to, to help people understand they have a responsibility of, of furthering their education, of furthering their knowledge and their faith, not just listening to everything me and you say, mm-hmm. or, or if they go to another church or they listen to another podcast or if they did, to, to seek for themselves in doing that. And I've seen that play over and over and over again, leading up to now and even into this week's sermon that I'm going to be doing. That's what I loved about um, you touch on the Lord's Prayer and stuff throughout that because the Lord's Prayer can become one of those things that if we're not if we're not careful are kind of like an an ABCs of our faith if we're if we get into the routine of just saying it. Um, I mean, I know of people that are like, oh yeah, that's the football prayer because that's the prayer we've always <laughs> prayed uh, like before a football game starts or something like that. Yeah. And it's like. And they're like, I didn't know where that prayer came from. And, but we kind of recite it sometimes without thinking about, man, there's a lot of depth to the words that are in that. Oh, yeah. That when it's broken down bit by bit by bit, that, man, there's a lot of stuff we need to hold ourselves more accountable to and hold each other more accountable to of the words we're saying in those prayers as opposed to just saying it because it's something we've always said. That's right. And I, I've fallen victim to that. In fact, mm-hmm. when I put it up on the screens to read, I think I used intentionally a different version that had some words that were not as commonly uh, memorized and mm-hmm. used just mm-hmm. to, to throw people off. I like doing that every once in a while because we get something memorized, we think we understand it. And sometimes just by reading a different... I think there's, I think there's power in reading different versions at yeah. times. Yeah. I mean, I know when I prepare for something, I assume that when you do, you know, I have three or four different versions mm-hmm. and I'm cross-referencing and I'm looking to see if there's a door open that I didn't realize that that was there yeah. before. If God's wanting to speak in a different, you know, way or bring out a different point or word that I didn't realize there before. And I think that's important for us as believers, as followers, to be applying that into our lives. To, to not just say, well, this is the way I've always done it or said it. So, therefore, I'm just going to to look at that. And so, I, I just, I really enjoyed that time. I, I like teaching. I, I don't think I'm a good teacher, but I like teaching. Mm-hmm. I, and so, that, that could possibly be a dangerous thing. <laughs> but I, I think what it does is that it forces me. Because, you know, what I did is I had to go home and I had to do what I was telling other people to do. Mm-hmm. And I had to annotate. And I had to, to go through and inductively, you know, I, I do with highlights and colors. And that's just the way I learned. And so that's the way that I apply it. But really looking. And, and it was fun because me and my wife had several conversations around it. And she would be like, you probably already know this. And then she would say something. And I was like, you know, that's a great point that I haven't thought about. You assume, you know, but no, I haven't, I haven't really pulled that out of it. And I just came up with a list of things to really focus on and look at. And that, I just enjoyed that. I really, that to me, out of the summer, I, I liked many sermons that 
I gave and but that to me was the one that's that's really mm-hmm. like okay because and it was different for me so to to do that style you know one of um, you mentioning using the different versions sometimes to try to pull out something or see something or or maybe it uses a certain word there that that makes you think on it a little more um, made me think about a sermon I did and I think it's right after this one when I did it was um, came back from the summer trip with the youth and realized I was harboring a lot of bitterness and anger Absolutely. about things that have happened over the years and then uh, other situations going on in, a, in um, our family's life and, and stuff like that and um, read this passage in Ephesians chapter 4 and verses 30 through 32, a, a passage that I've, I've read time and time again about bitterness and anger and and how to uh, forgive others and and let things go. So and, we preach really well. Yeah, exactly. Something we preach really well. And then there was this one version, and I want to say it was the um, Common English Bible, the okay. CEB. Yeah. That said in there about the the bitterness and anger and malice towards another and slander about another, and at the end of it, it finished that passage in verse thirty two with "Let it go." You know, the only way you're going to be able to 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 get through these things is to let those things go, and and that those are three simple words. That's like, yeah, that's exactly what this passage is talking about. But then to read them into that in that version and to see, you know what? You just got to let those things go. Those things, those reactions, those certain situations, a lot of these things are way beyond your control. And if you would just let them go, then that bitterness and anger would go away with it. Right. We hold on to that because we think that's strength. Mm-hmm. We think that's fuel for the fire. And we got to ask, what fire are we fueling when we allow those things to yeah. to implement into our lives? And yeah, that was a powerful uh, day. I remember I was sitting back in the sound booth, and uh, you could hear a pin drop just because there was a lot of truth mm-hmm. and hurt and honesty in that. And you weren't the only one. You correct. And that's that's why it resonated. Was that. I won't say everybody, but most of us have a tendency of jealousy or, or holding things of that nature and allowing that to dictate our actions, our words, and our response. Man, if you don't believe me, go to, I promise you can look on a Facebook right now yeah. or another social media um, platform, and you can see a lot of that just, and, and I'm not saying that's not justified. Yeah. I'm just saying what rules you when you start to do things like letting that decide who you are and what you feel. And so that was a, yeah, that was, that was a good Sunday. And we, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned the whole Facebook thing because we, we get bitter and angry about stuff that really doesn't even matter. We let people make us mad that we don't even know. Well, I mean, some of these, um, you know, being a, a, a pass holder of a park in Florida this year, been a part of a bunch of these different groups, mm-hmm. and the the anger that comes out real quick because, like, oh, these rides are closed right now, or this is closed right now. It's like, well, they can't control the weather with the rain and all this type of stuff, and it starts coming out all over the place. 
And I'm like, could you imagine if we got angry about the things that makes God upset? And it makes me think, like, here we are angry about a ride that's not open or, or, or this particular thing that's not working properly. But we don't get angry about the homeless people around the corner. The injustice. The inju- yeah, yeah, correct. Sure. The injustices that are all around us. Not our injustices correct. in our minds, but the ones that God mm-hmm. speaks out on and, and we we just we, we turn a blind eye to because that, that might provoke feelings of sadness within us. So yeah. we, we, we don't issue it. We don't we don't do that. So wow, yeah. Um, so there's a there's a lot <laughs> within that. <laughs> And so, and I guess, you know, I gave a sermon a couple of weeks ago, uh, back to school, that uh, I got a lot of different, <laughs> I will say positive yeah, uh, yeah. comments, though. And in fact, my daughters were like, did you lose a bet uh, to, you know, to have to use that video clip? <laughs> oh, and yeah, Greg, your name was mentioned in that. But I was like, no, no, this is something I've wanted to do for years. And for one reason or not, I've always hesitated out of it. And so I decided to go ahead and do it. But that was a fun, you know, along with, you know, this, this biblical literacy thing mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm wrestling with and going through and, and having desires for, you know, I'm also like wanting people to understand that church doesn't mean guilt-ridden. Correct. You know, Correct. the church actually... Is, is a greater sense of happiness and enjoyment and fun in our lives than, than we allow to happen. And I know that we've gone through a pandemic. I know that there's still, you know, variants holding on and different things of that nature. But, man, I just I wanted to – that was a fun Sunday with the blessing of the backpacks, with the kids, with the surveys, and just yeah, – I, I, look, I'll, I'll throw myself a bone here. I, I liked – you know, how I started talking, you know, asking the kids these these questions and mm-hmm. rating them on one to ten. And they were excited about everything. Yeah. And the adults, man, we, we barely were able to break a three or four or five <laughs> as far as because our mentality has shifted over the years. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of a kid is that, man, they are excited about church. They are excited about school. They are excited about math. And I was like, no, you're wrong, kids. I won't tell you you're wrong often, but don't be excited. about. No, I'm just kidding. Sort of, kind of, not really. Uh, you know, about this this whole this whole math thing. And anyway, I'll just, it really made me as an adult, and hopefully some of those who were in attendance that week, stop and reflect on, on different things because we allow ourselves to not be excited about that. And the church, the meaning of that whole sermon wasn't just to build up kids or mm-hmm. have fun, but it was to say that we got to go back to school as well as yeah. far as our biblical education. Exactly. Because too many of us are on milk. There's not enough uh, meat eaters and and I if if you're a vegetarian, I've got vegetarians in my home. If you're you know, not I don't mean that figuratively, just exactly. you know something solid, I guess is what I should say, then we're not growing the way that we're supposed to. You know, we might be 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, but we're still in kindergarten 
or preschool when it comes to our spiritual knowledge and uh, faith. And there's time for us to really leap forward in those areas of our lives. And here's the problem, and I've seen this. And listen, if, I doubt anybody who is, is a employee in another church really listens to this podcast. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. If you do, great. We're so glad that you're listening. But, you know, the one thing I read, I've got, I've got a lot of friends in ministry. Mm-hmm. And the one constant heartache ever since I've been in ministry, I don't know, 25 years or plus now, is that there's just not enough help. Mm. And a part of that's because we, we keep giving milk and there's not enough solid food to create the teachers that the scripture literally says will be created from that. And we need teachers. And I'm not talking classroom, mm-hmm. you know, eight to five every day or what. I'm, I'm talking, you know, those who can stand up and be an influence within the church, stand up and, and illustrate not only by what they say, but their actions about what it is to be a Christian. And there's a need and a lacking of that, especially to me in the American church today. Yeah, we standing up and, and, and teaching, and a lot of it comes from the fact of um, we've never gotten past the, I call it the um, kind of the, the kid version of some of these Bible stories. Like there's certain stories we can throw out names and people automatically connect that Bible story. But the funny thing is you can throw out that story to somebody that's 50 and they still connect it back to the things they learned when they were a kid and they never move past just the basics of that story. Now, it's good to learn the basics. It is. But it certainly is. We can't settle. No. No. It's the importance of knowing um, the story of David and Goliath versus the whole story of David and everything that he went through and struggled through and, and those types of things instead of just the basics of, oh, yeah, this is a guy who stepped up and had a sling and slung some stones and um, through God killed the biggest man in the army. Exactly. And those are the basics of what we know, but then we don't realize the the struggle that David went through when he was a king and and the battle back and forth with sin he had and, and struggling in that to the point of sending a man to his death because of some things going on. And um, we never get past that point and therefore we never step up in the church as Christians sometimes to volunteer and uh, to teach, to lead, to instruct in scripture because we don't move past that milk point of, of understanding. And then we also don't step up in our homes to do that as well because we don't know it. Now, look, shame on us first and foremost. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, that is part of our roles as pastors, as, as leaders within the church and the community is that we need to be spearheading that. And I think that's part of what we both like about Faith Community Church is that we have the opportunity here to really um, – focus on that maybe more so than we have in our past uh not not to downplay any place that we've served in the past but mm-hmm. we uh, definitely had job responsibilities and things that we focused on and and here we can really kind of focus on these things that we find god pointing out to us in our hearts i'm sure 
that if my earliest sermons were on tape or message, I could go back and be like, what are you saying? Are you, what is wrong with you? You know, because I, I was, you know, younger and mm-hmm. more naive. I'm sure a, a wise comment came out every once in a while, but for the most part, I believe there's a lot I'd be like, man, I'm really selling the scripture short or I'm selling this message yeah. short. Yeah. And, you know, now we're at the point where it's like, okay, our world needs an impact of the church. And how are we going to play our role in that? You know, so. It's, um, it's funny we're talking about this topic. I had a conversation with someone just this morning on this. Of, of They were talking about, they just came to the, the realization in the last few months um, that they're like, yeah, I, you know, I... Um, I became a, they, they're explaining to me, became a Christian and, and through salvation, uh, 20 something years ago. And I can't tell you more about my faith and about scripture than I could 20 something years ago. Sure. Um, it's like for the, and for the longest time, it's because I had this naive notion that salvation was just it. And that was it. And that's as far as I needed to go with it. And, um, they're like, they were talking about the fact they feel like at this point now they've missed out on 20 something years of discipleship and growing in their faith that like they're hungry now Yeah, and they're hungry because they've been surviving off that milk they had 20 something years ago and a little bit here and there, but never fully eating the way that they should. Yeah. I had a pastor one time tell me, you know, they, they get their fire insurance and then they're, they're good. You know, they, they don't ever think about it again. And the, the church has to be the one who's instituting that. You mm-hmm. know, we've sat, along, we sat around too long waiting for people to come to us. And we've built buildings and we've done this and done that. And, and the church has made impacts, do not get me wrong. But now's the time where the church has to be the hands and feet and get out to do things. And so if, if you heard that sermon, uh, it was uh, back to school a few weeks ago and there was a, a video clip that we showed and, and maybe if you go back and try to watch it now, we, it might've got, yeah, I it might've got, got hit. blocked, um, <laughs> you know, but it, it was simply said back to school, back to school to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up, my boots tied tight. I hope that I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to school, back to school. Well, here goes nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I took each line of that and, and, kind of scripturized it and part of it is is that as I've grown in my faith in my understanding and, and I'm not claiming to be more than what I am but I'm just saying I, I can see I like how God puts things in my way now that I wouldn't have noticed before mm-hmm. and I can watch something that has nothing I don't think intentionally to do with scripture or God but I can see a way to look at that and, and say, well, this is how this could apply. Mm-hmm. You know, how often do we show God that we're fools and we're not the people he created us to be? How, how often do we go into a situation with the wrong things packed up, you know, and not enough food? And, and the scripture says food that we should be able to share. We should be prepared enough mm. that we should be able to share it, mm. you know. And how often are we tripping over ourselves because our boots aren't tight, tight, you know, and we're tripping and we're falling. And how often, you know, uh, 
do we look at getting in fight over something back to social media uh, yeah. instead of stopping and saying, all right, God, how do I handle this? And so, um, I, you know, I, I, that was a fun sermon and, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, good comments back for And if you didn't like, it, you probably just didn't tell me and that's okay too. But, <laughs> you know, I hope that we can grow as a church to start to see that we as adults don't have it all figured out. No, we don't. And we can learn from our kids and we can learn from their spirit and their excitement about knowing more and more and more. You know, it's funny that, um, you mentioned that, and this is kind of relation to the last couple of sermons I did. Um, and some of the reasons I, I did these sermons on kind of judging and our arrogance about people's situations and not understanding the full situation of what somebody's going through, uh, is, was in relation to the fact we were starting back to school. And, um, I've talked to, uh, several students within our community and other kids in the area that already here we are a week and a half into school and they're already explaining about issues with bullying and being judged oh, sure. for certain things and judged for, for different things. And, and, um, you know, it just, it, it makes you think about, um, not knowing the situations of what's going on, what's going on with these people at home, what's going on with these kids and students at home. And, um, there's a situation that's come up and, it, and it's come up with, um, our son and where, it was in the first couple of days last week that he was talking about, yeah, I've got uh, this friend in my class who, um, you know, he he's not able to get a school lunch. And, you know, I was, didn't really think much of it at the time. And then I noticed slowly uh, that our son's putting an extra thing or two in his lunchbox each day. Each day. And I'm like, well, what's that for? And he's like, well, so-and-so came to school and, um, one day for lunch, they had a, a pack of crackers or this day they had, um, a half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and like nothing else to go with it outside of those things. And, you know, it, it's one of those things to where we as adults, a lot of times we'll start thinking, judging, okay, why are they in this situation? Sure. What's led to this point? And we start judging them for that. And instead our son's looking at somebody, you know what? This is somebody that maybe doesn't have some food at home to be able to bring for lunch. So what can I take out of the yeah. excess, which you were just talking about, you know, we were meaning that in a, a biblical spiritual, you know, knowledge way, but, um, and our son explained it to us that like, we've got some extra stuff and food items at home that I can take and help share with them. And, but how quickly we are sometimes to judge those situations. That's kind of what we got into over the last couple of weeks is judging people in situations without knowing right. what's happening. Your boys saw it as its purest form. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, there's a need. I have the ability to kind of help with that need. So I'm just going to do it. Exactly. You know, I don't have to philosophize. I don't have to understand. Mm -hmm. I, don't, yeah, I can help out with this need. So I'm going to do that. And, and what a, a beauty. And, and see, that's wisdom we can get from our kids that exactly we kind of maybe outgrown in some areas, you know, and 
I pray a lot for kids that I know who are getting bullied in a lot of ways. But I'll say this, that's that's part of our downfall as a church is this, we're only praying for those who are getting bullied and those who are not getting bullied. Correct. Most kids who are as young as this is going on and this is happening, there's something else mm-hmm. that, that's taking place. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I remember going through school and I remember going through, you know, different challenges and obstacles and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, we've got to have a broader view of, of what's going on. And so, yeah, the, the idea of, you know, judging others and arrogance is, is huge, is huge in our lives. And it's, it's something that we say we want to not do, but yet we find ourselves doing it mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So one way that we're looking at trying to, to do better and to be better is uh, through two things that are going on right now at our church. We started last Sunday, and we're going to go for a long time with this. I don't know how long, but um, with scripture memorization. And we gave out cards this week. If you come tomorrow morning to the beginning of our 21 days of prayer, which Freeman's about to tell you about, we'll have cards there. And every other week, we're going to give out new scripture memory verses, and we challenge you to to be doing this uh, for your own spiritual growth and health. And I just think that it's going to rub off onto other areas of your life. So we are excited that we have begun that. And it's, it seems so simple. It seems so easy. Mm-hmm. But when you start doing these things, it really makes an impact and change in our everyday lives. It certainly does. And, and to kind of kick that off with the scripture memorization, um, it's awesome because the first verse that everybody got on their card this past week is our theme verse for the 21 days of prayer Absolutely. as we start tomorrow morning. And uh, we want to invite you guys to be a part of that. It starts tomorrow morning and runs through the end of this month, uh, through that Wednesday night, the 31st. Yeah, we'll, go have, we'll have to have a party or something that night. Yeah, we'll have to have a celebration yeah. at the end of that night. Yeah. That one will probably go a little longer than 27 minutes. Just so everybody's aware on that Wednesday yeah, night. Yeah, we'll probably be grilling out to that night. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll do it right. Um, but starting tomorrow morning at 6.33 a.m. here at Faith Community Church, which is 574 Industrial Way North, Dallas, 30132. Um, we invite you to be a part. Whether you're uh, a part of Faith Community Church, whether you're part of another church, whether you're just a part of the community around here, um, we will be doing this every day for the next 21 days. Um, I will say those Sundays and Wednesdays are going to be at 6.33 p.m. instead of a.m. And some of them are going to be outside here at the church, inside here at the church. Uh, We'll have a song or two that we kind of sing together, sometimes with music in the background, sometimes maybe just a cappella, just joining together. And and it's awesome because it's, it's all based around uh, this first verse that we handed out with these cards on Sunday and, and you can get, and it's Matthew six thirty three. If you want to see a little bit more about that verse, follow us on Facebook at Faith Community Church. And my wife and I are going to be doing devotions around each of the scriptures. This was her idea for this scripture. Mm-hmm. Remember, she was like, well, what about the people who can't make it to uh, the 21 days of prayer? What about those who want to be at Bible study, but maybe can't, or, you know, and, and, She's like, what's something that we can do to impact that? And she knew what she was getting at, but she was just, you know, opening my mind and saying, hey, what about if we we memorize scripture together? 
And, you know, we want to help people see the scripture a little bit broader. And so we did like a 20 minute uh, kind of little devotion about it uh, the other night. So I invite you to go and, and to watch that to, to maybe see a little bit more about where this scripture is located and, and how important it really is. And that video was a great breakdown. You and Dorothy did a phenomenal job of just going over. Oh, it was her. I just wanted to sit there and wing it. She's like, no, I need it. I need it to lay it. I was like, oh, okay. You know, but, um, but you know, breaking down, especially talking about, um, the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness and how so often we seek our own righteousness instead of the righteousness of God. And, um, which went wrong eerily with the sermon that you gave <laughs> per that yeah, Sunday morning. Exactly. We did that Sunday night and then Sunday morning he's given and using scripture from James and we're like, Hey now, you know, that's, that's right on. Yeah. We were talking about the fact of, uh, um, how often we seek our own will or our own righteousness, our own kingdom, as opposed to following God's will for life, God's kingdom, and God's righteousness. Um, so we're excited about 21 days of prayer kicking off tomorrow and, uh, and jumping into that and the scripture memorization that's going to go along with that. And um, The whole point of this is to, to dive deeper into the scripture like we've been talking about over the last... Uh, the re- whole part of this podcast really yeah. and and moving past that milk into more nourishing food yeah the, the something's got to change the bible study oh, we did yeah. at the end of last yeah. year through the summer you know ideal of well we got to be the ones to change something that's got to change is us mm-hmm. and how do we do that and with that in mind september 7th i believe is the date that we're going to be starting back our wednesday nights uh, our youth still meet on Wednesday nights, but children uh, studies as well as adult studies. And we're excited about that starting in September 7th, that Wednesday after Labor Day. So be on the lookout for it. And uh, it's going to be a good time for, for us to to, to, to keep, continue, I guess, the change that is needed in our lives. And, and to help with this whole, I need to get off the milk i need mm. to grow and these are ways that you can do that certainly so invite you guys to be out with us tomorrow morning 6 33 a.m there um, will be coffee yeah i was just gonna say the same thing there will be coffee um and we invite you to come out as a family if if you can i've we will be done by seven o'clock mm-hmm. that's all right we're not you're not here for a big sermon you're not we're here for some devoted time in prayer looking at certain areas uh, through the days, the leading through the 21 days, and our community, and impacting uh, our own lives, and therefore impacting our families' lives, therefore impacting our churches and our communities and our world. So we're, we're tied together. So we hope you'll join us. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, got this little thing on the back of the card here, and we'll kind of finish up with with this as we wrap up, but it, uh, this is, it can be easy to get swept up in our busy schedules, families, jobs, and day-to-day life, leaving us feeling like there are never enough hours in the day to accomplish what we need. But when God is our priority, we can approach all other relationships, obligations, and tasks in line with his will for our lives. Join us as we pray for our community for 21 days. Amen. So we'll hope to talk to you guys or hear us or see us or something next week. Yeah. 
God bless.